this year. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, doctors, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists, where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door, where truth drops like an atom bomb and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week, we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jared Johnson, and I'm here with Peter Balistrieri. What's up? What's up? Hey, Peter. What's new? Ah, oh, you know, just trying to make it through the summer here. So it's, it's a bit hot. So my understanding is you were outside today for like a, a live video. Yes. Do you recall, like, uh, did you see the, the mercury there? Do you know what the temperature was? It was 114 when we did the, the Facebook Live. Oh, so it wasn't in the heat of the day yet. <laughs> No, it got hotter yet, actually. So, because two o'clock, it gets pretty hot here. But I actually, I think I lost a couple pounds through sweat, through pure sweat. And I will give credit to my team that was out there doing this with me because it was hot. But we were out there and uh, we were by a pool. And we were talking about drowning awareness. And um, it was uh, a long half hour to sweat through it but it was it went well but yes i'm trying to cool off right now i wasn't gonna say anything but like your your skin looks a little like rubberier you know yeah yeah and glistening (laughs) is that a word glistening it is now yeah it is now well it's great to be here so glad that we are getting a lot of great feedback from listeners we appreciate it please keep giving it to us we want to hear from you guys you have ideas for things that we can talk about, we're always open to that, right? We're not above that. We're not above that. I mean, the E word from last episode was engagement. And so, yeah, we love to engage with you guys. We love to hear from you. We've had some great questions recently, and uh, we're grateful to exactly. hear from you. Yeah, great. Totally. Hey, today's topic might take a good amount of time, so we're just going to jump right into it today. Yeah. Let's get into our rap battle. battle so our rap battle is our segment where we challenge an assumption that has been holding back healthcare marketing and technology and look at from different angles and decide how we can challenge the status quo on this topic so the rap battle today we're challenging this assumption about team structures about org charts in marketing and the status quo here has been that it keeps changing and so we want to talk about why it changes in our opinion because i think this is one of those things that doesn't get talked about a whole lot out there but it affects us every day when a team structure continually changes and i'll tell you this has nothing to do with any one team in particular because when i looked back at the last 10 to 12 years that have all been in healthcare i thought back Over the last 10 to 12 years, I have not been on a marketing team that has kept the same structure for more than a year, maybe a year and a half. 
but I think it's been limited to about a year. I would say the same and not just even in healthcare. I took a, a bit of a sabbatical from healthcare for about four years. And in that four years in the financial planning sector, it changed probably two, three times, maybe maybe even four times. You know, some were minor changes, some were, were bigger changes, but you're right. I mean, I don't think I've been in a, a structure, a marketing slash communication structure that was lasted longer than two years. So you're right. I mean, it's an ever-changing situation. And I think you used one of the words when you were kind of dropping in on this talk, which was angles. There are a lot of different angles to look at this and why this is happening. And I think sometimes there's there's combined angles, sometimes just a single angle. But I think one of the ones is a lot like the sports analogy. You get a new general manager, you get a new coach, a new manager, whatever it happens to be, they will bring in their own philosophies and their own kind of ideas of how they want to do things. And I think that can change a structure easily. Where do they put emphasis? You know, I always think football. Are you are you defensive minded? Are you offensive minded? Right? Do you put more emphasis on special teams? Are you going to be you know a running team or a, or a passing team? So even within offense, are you going to are you know pass to run or run to pass? You know all those kinds of things. But that if you take that analogy, that can change a structure because uh, are you going to be more about content? Are you going to be more about data? Are you going to have a good mixture? Are you going to lead with more PR and backfill with, you know, marketing? I mean, there's so many ways to think about this, right? I mean, there are, there are. And why do you think this is just high level? Why do you think marketing team structures continually change? Again, this is, this goes back, you know, so this has nothing to do with any, any one team structure anywhere. The fact is it just has changed for, for a number of years now. Uh, you know, do you think it has to do with the fact of new channels coming around, and as we understand them, we some structures have changed to accommodate or to focus on new channels? Do you think it's because the value of marketing has changed in the eyes of you know senior leadership at other in past places where we you know just across the board like has has that value changed to decision makers who? have influenced the team structure itself? I don't know, Peter, like, what do you think is at the heart of, of why it keeps changing? Well, I think the answer to that is yes to all that. <laughs> but I think there's other things, too. There's, there's external factors, I think, too. For instance, maybe the whole organization it, strategy changed, and then, therefore, it comes down to how do you go to market with that, right? That might change things. I honestly do feel like it's a combination of many things. It's a combination of the immediate leadership in the department. It's a combination of the strategy of the of the entire organization or company that you work for. It's a, a mode of communications that, that are changing. Now, we talked about in a, in a previous episode where we might be plateauing on some of these platforms. So maybe that'll calm down the, the organizational changes in, in marketing departments. But um, I'm not sure. I, I, think, I think it's a, a multitude of things that are happening at the same time. Not to mention personal skills. Some people plateau at certain things. Some people grow. Some people go down. I mean, you're constantly trying to make sure you're having the, the right people doing the right jobs in the right department. And I think that, that's a big part of it as well. There's a personnel aspect to it as well. Yeah, I wonder, for a while, I mean, this was years ago, I think back then I felt this was more of a trend, mm -hmm. actually that it was more of a fad, to tell you the truth, almost like open office concepts versus not open office. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a word for closed, no, office. <laughs> closed offices. Okay, but you know, 
but just the open office concept. I just read something this last week about how uh, some businesses have conceded that open office didn't work for them. And that's not to say it doesn't work for everybody. There, a lot of it depends on the type of team. A creative team uh, might work better in that situation. It might not. I read where software engineering, software development, computer engineering, some fields, some teams have worked better with an open office. But as a fad, kind of as a trend, that it's starting to be acknowledged that it's not the do-all, be-all, end-all for everybody, that it doesn't necessarily work for every team. And so I think we may see a decrease in it being the go-to way to structure literally an office space at some point in time. So it feels like it's longer lasting than something like like that. Right. It feels like this is just ongoing based on what an understanding of the marketing and communications team is, you know, especially to uh, senior leadership, to the executive team, to the C-suite. I feel like that that's a big part of this. The, what's the value that a marketing and communications team brings? And definitely that perception has changed because it's some ways it can feel really reactive. It can feel reactive to new channels emerging, to new technologies emerging, and the decision to need to restructure as a result. Right. So sometimes that works because we realize that it's not going away. I mean, I don't remember this happening. I mean, okay, I don't think I was in the workplace when, I know I wasn't in the workplace when, like when email first started becoming yeah. a standard of communication, right? That was before my time. And well, it's funny because I still had to pay for like my email account in college. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. That's what happens when you're in Xillennial. I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm at the lower end of Gen X and like, proud Gen X are here, but yeah. you, know, you know, I'm still kind of tech savvy yeah. enough to have the millennial, yeah. and, but I'm, I'm not going to call myself a millennial fully because right. in truth, I'm not, I'm kind of in between. Yeah. So, you know, that's what you can do when you're an X millennial. Yeah. You're a Gen Xer with a millennial rising. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so I've even seen that called the Oregon trail generation, you know, where yeah. there's a few years there in kind of in between the two where, you know, I wasn't a digital native. Uh, like I said, email was, a thing, but not a big thing Yeah. when I was growing up. So anyway, the point being, there's some things like that when we realized as a world, when we realized that email's not going anywhere. I'm sure there were some structure changes. I, I'd be curious if, if it had been as far reaching as the types of changes that happen these days. And so, you know, some of the, maybe it behooves us just to talk through some of the, the types of changes that we've seen in team structures. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a couple that I've seen. One is going from from a subject-based or an account-based marketing model yeah. where you have a vertical and basically, you know, you as a, I've heard it called anything from, it'd be, it's an account manager. Sure. It's an account executive. It's somebody who, here's your vertical, here's your, your client. Mm-hmm. It's either an external or internal stakeholder group. And you are the conduit to marketing and communications for, for that vertical right. or for that client and for that account. And so, you know, you are everything like it's whatever the task is, you're going to figure it out or you're going to connect them with whoever does that thing. Mm-hmm. And so in some ways that works. And then sometimes that transitions over to, to a channel based when digital first came around. So definitely when the web came around, I, I mean, I remember discussing in college classes, Hey, do you think we really, you know, do you think a website needs to be a part of every single marketing and communications campaign? Cause you know, like what if it doesn't last? What if the web doesn't last forever? Yeah, I mean, these are yeah. the kinds of things we were literally debating in college and it doesn't feel like that long ago, but we have the same conversation about social media. Do you think we really need to devote some time to Snapchat? 
Yeah. How long is it going to be around? Do we need to spend some time on Vine? Like you said, Peter, last episode. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden uh, we find out that, that a channel is going away. So you can end up having that kind of structure where you're focused on the channel. And sometimes I, I feel there's some strengths there because you have to develop some expertise in that channel. But then there's usually a point where that channel has to become part of every person's function on the team. And yeah. so there may not be a need or maybe it ends up being a crutch when you only have a dedicated digital team, when you only have like one person in the whole organization who knows how to use that medium. Right. And I agree. And now what we've kind of evolved to is, you know, uh, you know, Joe Polizzi would be, would be extremely happy. We're, we're now there's just, there's just departments that are based on content. Like that's all they do is content. And, you know, and it's the storytelling and it's the, the emotional heartstrings and it's, you know, still based on strategy, but it's that kind of, I think we're moving more towards organizations having their own brand newsrooms because who best to know that content, who best to know how to break these news items. And you don't have to rely on uh, the media to hopefully get your story right. You do it yourself. Mayo is amazing with that. Cleveland Clinic is amazing with that. There are a number of organizations. You have Coke with Journey. They've got this unlock where they, they've created their own media companies within their own companies. Red Bull. Red Bull. Yeah, exactly. So they're relying on content delivery to tell stories. And it's that kind of that softer side of Sears approach that it's not hitting you over the head with that used car sales mentality and, and marketing mentality. They're doing it in a way that makes you feel like, hey, you're part of this world or you're part of this group or you you can be like this and you know you can join in the fun. And it's not like, hey, this MRI is only $999, you know? And so it's more about when you have this pain in your knee, like, you know, like Joe here, and then there's a story about Joe, there's that subtle way of talking about how to get an MRI or how to get this procedure or how to, it's more of a, you're adding in that um, education part of it too, you know, through storytelling. And I think that's a whole new world that I still think companies are, are moving towards as well. So that could change a structure right there. I mean, you could have a, an editorial news group right within your own marketing communi- and communications group. That's true. And so I hear a couple of things from what you're saying, Peter. One is that there tend to be the business reasons for changing the structure. Mm-hmm. And the, those do come down to things that, that can be external to your environment. They can be the fact that a new channel has reached 300 million users, you know, like Snapchat has, you know, uh, for instance, Instagram's at 800 million now. So they keep introducing new features and, and new channels and things. So part of it might need to stay responsive. But then I think one of the other parts I'm hearing is that the ability to be nimble within our individual responsibilities on a team is key as well. Because if we stay static, if we say, I only have expertise in this one area, that's what I've come to this position with, and I'm just going to keep gaining expertise in that area. It depends on what the area is. Right, right. Because we have to we have to be nimble enough to say, well, there's a business decision being made here that has to do with uh, it, it's going to impact the structure of our team. Right. I can't tell you how many times we've been asked in the last year or two, so how's your team structured? You know, when we start talking to other marketers, we eventually get down to the, okay, wait, so wait, how's what's your team made up of? Right. You know, what are the roles? What are the responsibilities? What are the titles? And how's that going for you? Mm-hmm. It's a frequent topic of conversation. And so just that fact alone, I know we're all wondering just 
is there a magic way to do it for everybody? I don't think there is, but I think these principles of recognizing that they're, they're the business reasons for it at the end of the day and that there there's a need to be nimble more than ever before. And I think that just means being adaptable enough in what we're doing. It's not as much of a surprise when you recognize that marketing's changing, so we're going to have to be a little bit flexible in, in what we do versus if, if we just put our head down, put our foot down, and say, I'm not going to change at all. Uh, there's a, I think there's a balance there because we can't all just be totally flippant and, and change whenever the wind starts blowing a different direction and, and totally change what we do and what we're good at. That doesn't help either. So we do have to kind of stand our ground sometimes and say, look, you know, I've got this expertise in this area. Here's the value that I can bring. And I think if we kind of make that connection to here's the value that this brings, you know, I can draw a line between what I do every day and some business value. The more we can do that, then as your team structure changes, you can still recognize that you have that you're bringing value every day. Right. Exactly. I mean, and I look at it from this standpoint, this is my opinion, is that I think that the content and the delivery is the most important things because at the end of the day, we're all humans and we react to uh, emotional, emotive things. And so if you get that and you understand your audience and you understand what they're looking for and you're able to tell stories and and use emotion then the second side, the other side of that is just making sure that you have you're going to market in the right places. So it's more of the it's more of the delivery process. And I feel like I'm totally oversimplifying it, but it's like if you have good content, it's almost like a fail safe. Like you will do this correctly. But I think it starts with content. I think it starts with having a great story to tell. And I feel like you can not have everything correct in the delivery, but if the content is on you're still going to be successful. I feel like if your content's not on, you better have delivery down. I feel like one is more important than the other. I think content is more important than delivery. But I, I'm open for, for debate on that too. But I, I feel like if you don't have the right content, ain't no one going to be interested in it, I'll tell you that. So <laughs> Tweet that out. Right, right. I should, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> There's your tweet for the program. Right. There you go. There you go. I mean, in, in all seriousness, that that is very apropos to think of what it comes down to. I think we can, as we're patient in the fact that we have uh, structures changing around us at times. And again, the, I keep going back to this. Like, this is a historical trend. So I don't know that that will change anytime soon. I don't know if it'll slow down anytime soon because there will be new things. Because now marketing technology, MarTech, is emerging as something that we have to keep not only just keep an eye on but something we have to understand all the technology that's underlying and supporting our marketing and we could talk more about that in a future episode because there's there's so many different ways to go about it but i had a good friend at at a previous company a former coworker at a previous company who was at one company for several years and went back to an agency she had her own agency at one point, uh, but then had worked at other agencies in the past. Anyway, went went to a company, spent several years there, went back to the agency world. This was a few years back. And my word, she was like, everything has changed about what we are doing now. It's all about landing pages and tracking and, you know, data and, you know, and all these things. And she's like, she's like, that's not what marketing looked like before I, you know, was at this company, like yeah. when I was doing agencies my previously. And so 
it can be just eye-opening one way or the other to realize, you know, to look back and see how much things have changed. So we don't necessarily want that to stop. We know there's only so many things we can control about it. I think that uh, my message on this topic today would just be to have the patience to drill down, take a look in the mirror and say at the end of the day, what value am I bringing? You know, what can I do to help the decision makers recognize why it's valuable to have teams structured a certain way. Uh, again, sometimes it's going to be more service line or account based, and sometimes it's going to be more channel based. So, yeah. one way or the other, you know, let's uh, let's work together. You know, we'd, we'd love to hear more about how other teams are structured because, again, like that's something that gets asked all the time. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, let us know what you think. Definitely. All right. Well. I feel still pretty good that we killed the rap battle this time. Yes, yes, me too. I think it's still a win. It's, it's still a win. It's still a it win. Definitely is. It's, it's, it's a little bit more of a question mark, quite frankly, this time, uh, long term. But today, we still killed it. I think so. I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, hey, we are, uh, we've got, we're going to back to uh, freestyle today. Yes. So freestyle is a segment where we look at things from a different perspective. We put ourselves in someone else's shoes and we try to do it without, we haven't really planned this. We totally have not planned this part of the segment, uh, this part of the show. Uh, We have not planned what we're going to say in advance. And so that's the freestyle part of it. But we are going to talk about marketing team structures from a couple of other standpoints. And they're ones that have very much to do with it because we're going to dip down into the top hat of marketing awesomeness and reach out to see what perspective we're going to take. So Peter and I will each have two minutes to represent a point of view that we have not planned in advance, but we'll just try to talk about marketing team structures from their points of view. So first up, let's see what we've got here. All right. What's the first one? I love this hat. We're going to show a picture of this hat. I'm guaranteeing it. So the first one is HR, human resources. So Peter, I'll defer to you if you want to do that one or if you want to find out the second one. Um, you know what? I, I'll take HR. That's fine. We'll do human resources. So, sure. All right. So marketing team structure. And you got two minutes. Go for it. Okay. So I think with HR, they are like wide-eyed right now. They don't understand what the heck is going on with these departments, these kind of crazy marketing and communications departments because what you'll have is you had a a structure before and now with the the influence of social media and content all those things we just got done talking about okay now that we've come along and the leader of that department wants to add in you know four new people here that are going to do only this they're going to only do social media they're going to or they're going to increase pr or something along those lines and so what's happening is you're having these departments grow and not only grow, but the job descriptions are changing as well. So you may have been looking for a pure PR person. Well, now you have to have a a person that knows PR, but has also done some social media that also has written blogs and might have some broadcast background as well too, right? Because we're, we're doing more and more Facebook lives or something along those lines, right? So 
this is a never-ending shuffle for HR, and I can feel their pain because the departments are growing, and also the job descriptions are changing. So I don't think that this is a is a static group by any means, and, and I'm sure that there's tons of HR departments across hospital systems and organizations that they flag the marketing department because they know that they're going to get constant updates from that group. So that's my thought on, on, on how HR would feel about how marketing structures and organizations change. So there you go. I was at, what, 12 seconds? Hey, that was great. I really like that. The thought of, you know, when we realized that there's a lot of other people involved at the end of the day of making the team structure work the way we think it's going to work. And so uh, I think acknowledging that is really helpful. Yeah, it goes outside that arc right there. Yeah. All right. What do we got? What's the second one? I've got a CFO slash finance. Ooh. All right. Well, this should be good. Man, I shouldn't have asked you if you were going to take the first one. (laughs) All right. Okay. Yeah, I'll play along. You got it? Okay, here we go. On your mark, get set, go. CFO and finance. So I guess putting myself in their shoes, what at the end of the day is their concern? Their concern is that number one, you know, the ledger line lines up, the balance sheet is balanced, that things are budgeted appropriately, that we're hitting our budget, that we're not going over budget and growth is happening in the right place and at the right pace too. So if those are my concerns and then I see headcount, payroll, that tends to be one of the top, if not the top expense at the end of the day across the board. So if that keeps changing, marketing is almost always viewed as a cost center rather than a profit center, which I love to keep coming. I love to keep coming back to the, the thought of making marketing a profit center in and of itself. But mm-hmm. the fact is most of us aren't there yet. So if I see marketing as a cost center and I see payroll as a cost center, like at the top of the list, then the marketing payroll (laughs) might be the top of the list. And what I'd want to make sure is that I understand what the alternatives are. So a lot of times that has to do with what are we outsourcing or what are we not? So you can have a contractor or you can have an agency and those things aren't going to look as as bad on a balance sheet as payroll. So a lot of times we get, a a lot of times part of the decision is uh, what can be outsourced to an agency, a lot of times that's a financial decision. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's just a multifaceted way of looking at the decisions to update a team structure because uh, there are a lot more implications on the financial side than sometimes we realize. I agree, and you made it well under your time limit, but I will add on something to that too, because I've seen this happen at previous healthcare systems that I was at, is that there is something to be called lost in translation when you use agencies. Uh, even if it's a healthcare agency, you do need to pay attention to what the strategy is, the, the messaging, the procedures, the doctors. The, there's so many variables that go into it that many times an agency doesn't have that insight. And I think it's important that that be looked at whenever you're kind of decide making those decisions because uh, again things can be lost in translation and things might not come out just the way you want to so and there's an impersonality sometimes that comes through and in, in a healthcare system if you're not being emotive if you're not being story driven and if you're just simply marketing for marketing's sake and just to get heads in beds that's part of it it's not all of it. And I think you have to, you cannot forsake the emotional part of it because especially in healthcare, because that is so keenly important. And I will go one step further in the world that we're in, in pediatric healthcare. It is very important because these are people's children that we're dealing with. 
So if you work at a children's hospital, you know that. And so just a, that was just a quick add-on to what you were talking about there. So nice job, by the way. Nice. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so freestyling it there. I think as we wrap up, we just kind of think about, let's come back to uh, how can we demonstrate the value that we know we are bringing in marketing and communications and build bridges with decision makers who are impacting the decision to change a team structure. Uh, let's look at how we can better understand the reasons behind it and let's work together so that we can make that structure successful. Things might not slow down, but we can work with each structure and be confident that it's heading the right direction. And uh, so I, I love this topic. I'm sure there's a lot more to talk about it in future episodes, but yeah, great um, topic. Yeah. A, a really, a really good one. And again, if you have uh, structures that you want to send to us and talk to about with us, love to hear about it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, do you know where people can tell us about that, Peter? At Healthcare Wrap and, and healthcarewrap.com. Nice. Perfect. I well, got it right. What a good little uh, toss in and, there. And again, we will show you the top hat of marketing awesomeness. We're working on this. Just oh, so you know. one, one day. One day. <laughs> you will. You will see it. So thanks again at Healthcare Wrap and at healthcarewrap.com. Join us. Join this podcast. We would love to have you. This is more than a podcast. This is a movement. We're going to keep building this community. Uh, we love engaging with you guys. Uh, check us out there. And on behalf of Peter and myself, thanks. And that's a wrap.